Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. And today we have someone with us who is a business coach and talks about half retirement. Usually we're talking about full retirement, but uh, we've got Jim Muehlhausen on with us. Tell us a little bit about uh, halfretire.com. Sure. Glad to be here, Jeremy. So Half Retire is for business owners that are looking to keep the stream of income that they've worked so hard to create in their business, but ditch the stress that typically accompanies that income. A lot of business owners feel like if they stepped away or stepped back significantly, it would adversely affect the business. And so they step into selling a pretty good stream of income for a pile of cash that isn't uh, as quality of an asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people think they're unique and absolutely you are, but you got to figure if you're running a business and you're running a good business, maybe you have the ability to show someone else how to do that too, right? Right. And it's a little more complicated than just delegating. That's what's covered in our six-step system is how do you go about protecting that income, getting other people to step into some of your roles, not all of them. I think the difference between half retirement and say a Fortune 500 company where others run it for you is, a half retired business owner is still participating in the business. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of people that that's an attractive option. What we call full retirement, the rocking on the porch with your lemonade or playing golf every day, doesn't seem to be attractive to a pretty large portion of today's business owners. Yeah, that's, that's maybe how it was in the, the past. You kind of figure you work hardcore and then you just stop and then you go to zero. And you're saying that it's a lot better, maybe even income-wise, but probably even life-wise to, to take some steps down to that. Yeah, there was a study that was done many years ago. It's probably 20 or 30 years ago up in Michigan that studied men that retired and didn't get actively involved in something, whether it be uh, community service or a, a second career. And the short mm -hmm. version is they died very quickly because they yeah, didn't have anything I, meaningful to wake up to in the morning. Yeah, there's no purpose. And especially if you're somebody, and of course that study was uh, men and, and you find that it's becoming more and more females as well too, but you go back a few years and that's kind of a stereotype that maybe it's the male business owner working hardcore and then all of a sudden they go to zero and they're the ones especially uh, that have some trouble. I'll even go, uh, let's run with that stereotype a little bit. Females seem to have just typically a, a greater network, a greater sense of purpose outside of their own business and us guys have have trouble with that. Yeah, I think a lot of our business friends tend to be our friends. You know, you have so many connections mm -hmm. at work that sometimes you neglect those non-business friends and people forget that if they stop showing up for work and they stop showing up at their business, they lose a lot of those interpersonal connections. Some of your employees have been with you 25 years and you may not want to invite them to Thanksgiving dinner, but there's still people that care about you and mm -hmm. people that you care about. Yeah. And if you're half retired, you still get, you get, uh, your, your feet on each side of the line. You can, you can maybe get used to full retirement, but also keep those uh, social connections and keep the uh, portions of the income that you were living on before. Yeah, there's lots of perks to owning a business if you've ever owned a business. I, I remember I've had a year of my life that I haven't 
owned a business and it was horrible because I'm used to the company paying for my car and I'm used to mm-hmm. the meals and the entertainment and all the fun stuff that goes with owning a business. And then I had to shut it off for a year and it was awful. It reminded me of how good it was to own a business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for some people, that's just how they're they're wired. And if they, if they find anything themselves doing something different, it just feels like they're not the same person as before. And so I just imagine that uh, owning the business still, still having your, your fingers in it where you can make decisions and be a part of it is just going to have a lot of fulfillment. Well, I, I want to talk more about half retirement, but before that, you wrote another book called 51 Fatal Business Errors and How to Avoid Them. Do you mind just sharing a couple of those fatal business errors? Let's, let's try to avoid some of the, the big ones. Yeah, I'll tell you one of my favorites is called Hiring Your Competitor's Rejects. And this is one of the longer and more beefy ones in there. There's some that are a couple pages. This one's pretty long. But the short version is most business owners want to hire what I call plug and play employees. And that is Mm -hmm. the person that already understands your industry, already understands your business, and already understands the job, the perfect person. So that's a plug and play employee, just like a USB. I just plug it in sure, and it right? works the instant yep. it plugs in. I don't need to do any work and it's it's easy, but those never work out. And the reason that they don't work out is why would one of your competitors, because if they come from your industry, they probably work for a competitor. Right. Why would one of your competitors let a great employee go, mm-hmm. especially in today's environment? And the answer is they wouldn't. They're hanging on to their good employees for dear life, just like you are. So why is this person sitting in front of you? And it's because they didn't hang on to them for dear life. They're your competitor's rejects. And when you hire your competitor's rejects, you're just making yourself much more, just a much more annoying process, I guess. What happens is it feels good when you do it because you feel like you've solved the problem, you put a check in the box. Mm-hmm. However, well, it's easier to begin with. You're going to pay for that. Yeah, it's easier to begin with, but in the long run, it isn't. What you want to do is hire people with aptitude, people that have the ability to learn what you need quickly. You hire traits, not skills. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, that's how you get that A team that we're all looking for. But it's more work up front. You've got to train them. You've got to hire people that are a little bit greener. You've got to be patient. And that's difficult because great business owners usually aren't that patient. It's part of what makes them good entrepreneurs. Mm hmm. That's exactly it. We're uh, looking to hire another advisor right now. There's two of us advising in the uh, the firm, and we're we're growing to the point where we need another third advisor. And so I, I hired a recruiter to help us out. And I just thought, well, we're going to put together a you know a job description, put it out there on LinkedIn and all the different places. He said, no, you don't want you don't want it out there. The only people that are looking for a job are the people that need a job, and you don't necessarily want to hire certain folks in that position when you're talking about this high level, the senior level of an advisor, you need to go find someone and actually recruit them away. Find someone that's not actively looking for a job, but is actually looking for something different. Yep, I use an analogy of of the Yankees and the Twins, if you're a baseball Mm -hmm. fan. If -hmm. you're the New York Yankees and you decide you need uh, an upgrade at shortstop, you just go to a small market team and pay more. You know, exactly you're recruiting right. from other major yep. league teams and you just pay mm-hmm. more. That's not, and, and that's what most small business owners, that's how they operate. Well, I'm just going to go find someone somewhere else. But we aren't the Yankees in small business. We're the Minnesota mm-hmm. Twins. We can't True. afford to pay or outbid Oracle. We're mm-hmm. going to be paying B money, not A money. And so there's really not much point pretending that we're going to outbid the big vendor in town. Well, lots of people are struggling with Amazon, right? Amazon just raised their right. wages three bucks an hour. 
And so now the bar has been raised and Amazon did it for a reason. They can outpay a lot of the smaller businesses. And so now everybody's mm-hmm. going to be scrambling of what do I do to find people when they can go to Amazon for three bucks an hour more than I was offering yesterday. And so when you're the Minnesota twins, you have to have a farm system. You have to have a place to get these mm-hmm. people that is different than the obvious choices. I call it fishing in a different pond. That yeah. uh, you, you want to find a pond that nobody's fishing in that has uh, some good fish in it, and then you can make a great team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I love it. I'm glad I asked you about that. I'm going to have to go check out that book, The 51 Fatal Business Errors, because I, I love to avoid uh, that one especially. I imagine the other 50 are, are just as um, important to avoid as well, too. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that, taking a little sidestep outside of a half retirement. That, hel- that helps me out. You bet. Good. Well, let's, let's talk about half retirement. What would you, how do you define it? What, tell us what half retirement is. So half retirement is finding a way to cement that business income that people have mm-hmm. without doing work they don't like to do, working more hours than they want to work, getting much better work-life balance and starting to enjoy those 20 or 30 years of hard work that people have put into their business. Now, you can be 35 and half retire, but most people are approaching retirement age or a point where they want to slow down. Mm-hmm. But when they start looking, and I'm sure you see this all the time, is when you start looking at, okay, here's the non-business assets that I have. Here's what I think I can sell my business for. And can I maintain this lifestyle that I have begun to enjoy? And the answer is no for a lot of business owners. Mm-hmm. That they make enough in their business that cashing out of that income stream ruins the financial planning. And so they're looking for answers. Yeah, and, and you, this you were telling me earlier a way to cement that in. Exactly, you're telling me earlier. A lot of people just sell the business because they're frustrated, and and not because they got a great offer and say, "Oh, I can't turn down that money." So if we take an, I'll give you an example of just how much wealth half retiring can add. So let's take that mm-hmm. frustrated business owner, right? People don't sell businesses for money; they sell them because they're frustrated. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're frustrated; they just don't want to do it anymore. And and as you get older, that gets worse because you're just not as willing to put up with the BS as you were when you were thirty. And so they've had it. Okay, I just I just yep. want to wipe my hands of this. And the best way is to just not fix anything. Let's just stop showing up and let somebody else deal with all these problems. Mm-hmm. So if they sell a business that they make $300,000 on, that's going to yield X amount of additional wealth to them over the course of collecting the money on that, the pile of money that they get, et cetera. But if they yeah. have retire for five years, which is much more enjoyable than what they're experiencing today, right? I was just uh, on a call with the people that had read the book yesterday on a large Zoom call, and some of the business owners were saying, I- I'm taking two, three-month blocks at a time off. You know, they're stepping away wow. from their business for a quarter, not nice. a week, not a couple of days, big blocks of time because they followed the process and got the business to not be so dependent upon them. And that's hard mm-hmm. for a lot of business owners to envision, but it is possible. That's part of my message is I know it feels impossible, but it's not. There's lots of people that are doing it. But if you half retire for five years, you will be worth $1.28 million more than if you sold the business today. Yeah, I can. I, that's that's great. And I imagine why. And you you talked about where uh, a lot of this started because interest rates are so incredibly low. It's not like you can sell your business that you had that three hundred thousand dollar example. Imagine that you got two million bucks for that. Imagine you got three million bucks for that. You go out and get one percent interest right now. That's only thirty grand a year. You know, how how's that going to replace your income from before? 
Well, yeah. And then the, then the other bad news is that most business owners, if they have a business that is in fact dependent upon them, right? If they stop showing mm-hmm. up, that house of cards starts to come down. It may not be immediate, right. but it's, it's not going to run as well. Everybody that has enough money to stroke you a million dollar check for a business is going to figure out all of the problems with the business. The books aren't right. They're going to find out that you can't make a big sale without you making it. They're going to find out uh, there's there's potential turnover in key positions. The people aren't locked down or happy. They're going to find out. And all of that equals risk. And business buyers don't like risk. And they either don't take risk and buy a different business that doesn't have that or they absorb it into the price. Right? right. I'm not going to give you $3 million for a business that makes 300000 That's a 10x. That's a very good multiple in small business. A five isn't that bad. But most yeah. people are looking at a three. They're looking at three mm. X, what they take out of the business a year. You can add your car and your tickets and all the stuff you take back. So if you're taking three hundred grand, most likely sales price, $900,000. Now, forget your 1%. I'll give them 5% on that, which may be hard to, may be hard to get, but yeah. Good luck guaranteeing that. They're, they're, they're not going to yeah, but and go, oh, I can do better than 1%. Mm-hmm. 5% is still nowhere near 900,000. Yeah. Don't forget the tolls you got to pay. You got to pay uncle Sam, you got to pay a business broker, you got to pay all your advisors to mm-hmm. just to turn that income stream into a pile of cash. You pay a big toll to do that for the privilege of earning 5% when you're making way more than that. You're making 33%. Yeah. My goodness. Well, I've got a couple questions. What what does it look like when someone is half retired and how do you actually get there? Well, we've got a six-step process to get you there. The first step mm-hmm. is to set your magnet, right? If you don't have a reason to half retire, you're not going to be successful in doing it. You've got yeah. to have a powerful magnet pulling you towards half retirement. The second thing we work on is your mindsets. This is kind of a surprise. As I was writing the book, uh, I didn't think this would be that important. I knew it was a step in the process, but I wanted to get to the real tightening of the bolts in step three. But as I got more into it, I realized if you don't have your mindsets aligned with that of half retirement, Mm-hmm. then you're not going to be successful in doing it. For for instance, one of the sayings that we follow is, you can get things done the way you like them done, or you can half retire. Yeah, right. You ever seen that? Well, I like it done mm-hmm. this way. No, mm-hmm. there's right and there's not right. There's good enough for the customer and not good enough for the customer. How mm-hmm. does not matter and should not matter in half retirement. You've got to be more pragmatic about it. If the work is getting done, in a fashion that is profitable and acceptable to the customer, check next. Yeah, there's a, uh, a business person named Dan Sullivan. He wrote a book called Who, Not How. He said all these people are focused on how you do something, and they're either telling their employees how to do it, it's almost like, why have the employee just do it yourself? Or they're focused on how to figure out the next problem, and forget how to figure out the next problem, just figure out who already knows to solve the next problem. So if you find the right who in your life, then your business is more valuable. You get more stuff done. And it seems like you're you're right in alignment with, the, with those ideas. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't have those who's in their business. I, I think the business owner acts as a catch-all for a lot mm-hmm. of work. Maybe your business is different. But a lot of business owners end up doing the work that that either no one has the time to do, no one has the talent mm-hmm. to do, or the experience, and they just become this magnet for all that hodgepodge. We call it the hairball. It's this big hairball mm-hmm. of work, and you can't delegate a hairball. It's too many different yeah. things. It's too much variety. It requires too much of what you know. So what we focus on is untangling that hairball, 
finding your Picasso work, which is that super valuable work that only you can do, and that is undelegable. We, we right. ban the word delegation from half-retire because hmm. people make it too simple. You know, they go, oh, we'll figure out what you want to delegate, find someone else to do it, and show them how. That's never worked for a business owner, not a small business owner. It's, mm -hmm. it's much more complicated than that. And if you address the process and the complication of getting rid of the hairball, it can be done. But a lot of business owners have given up on trying to get rid of their work. That's why they're 67 years old and still working 55 hours a week is because they haven't figured out how to get that who because it's not just as simple as hiring Bob or Mary, bring him into your office and say, I'm not going to do this anymore. You do it. Right. Yep. That's exactly it. And I, I heard another analogy one time. They said, remember those glass bottles and they had a bottleneck? The bottleneck's at the top. So if there's any bottlenecks in your business, first place to look is at the top. And it, it's great. You've got a system to help get rid of that bottleneck, which oftentimes is, is the business owner. Oh, always is the business owner. It's not, mm -hmm. That's not a knock. That's the reality. The business owner is probably yeah. the most talented person in the building. By definition, they're going to be the bottleneck. If, if they're not, they have bigger problems. Yeah, you got it. Interesting. Well, when you find somebody and you when you when you change your business around that it's not dependent on you as a business owner, I imagine that a lot of the different financial connections and maybe ways that you uh, have your employees protected or, or part of the part of your financial employee benefits are going to have to change. What what type of I don't I don't want to use the word accounts, but what type of advantages things should be people looking at financially when they are a business owner trying to bring people in to to be part of this situation like uh, employee benefits things like that i think that that comes under protecting your key people right locking mm -hmm. up that that a team that you've got that it's going to be very difficult to run the business without them and everyone has that running list i'm working with several clients on this a lot of times we'll use everything from insurance products to phantom stock is a great mm -hmm. way to lock those people up depending on whether you're willing i am a, a huge fan of phantom stock i mm -hmm. am not a fan of actual stock you see a okay, lot of people gotcha. going, oh, well, I want to lock up Mary and I'm going to give her 3% of the company every year and then I'm going to mm -hmm. lock her up. And that is a horrible idea. Uh, you almost never need to give actual stock. It's very, it's painful in more ways I even want to get into. We could do a whole podcast episode yeah, that's on, I was thinking. on the, yeah. the, the tragedy that creates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good. That's another way, too, because you, you've got business owners that think, I don't want to necessarily give up the ownership, but I do want to reward employees that are creating extra value. And that's that's a new term for a lot of people. I've, I've heard about it for years and, and know a few um, lawyers and advisors that, that are right in line with what you're saying, that you can uh, help people participate in the upside of the business through the phantom stock plan compared to actually having or giving or, or selling the specific equity part of it. So that's, I'm glad to hear you're talking about that, too. Well, and you may want to protect yourself with uh, mm -hmm. the key person policy for those. Let's say you have five key people. You you are going to become more dependent upon those key people in half retirement. And there's ways that we want to both lock up their employment, make sure that we're checking in with them and that their job satisfaction is good because their highest and best use should be working for you. If this is a key person, their highest and best you should be working for you and you shouldn't have to worry about them leaving as long as you pay them well, treat them well, but you can't control life circumstances and it's going to be a business disruption if they have a problem. And so a, a key person policy may be in line for some of those people to protect you. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is sounding like 
I'm going to say it sounds like a lot of work, but at the same time, you're doing a lot of work already if you're the business owner. This is just a lot of different work that seems to give you a big payout in the end to say that you can become half retired as opposed to getting rid of the frustration by taking less money by selling it. You can hopefully get rid of the frustration by making your company more self-managing, a, a better situation where you can be the strategic person compared to maybe the uh, day-to-day type of person. How can someone learn more and start getting involved in, in becoming a half-retired business owner? Yeah, there's a couple things that they can do. Obviously, they can pick up the book, Half Retire. It's at any bookstore, Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. Amazon, any of, any of that. You can find it there. There's also a great download. We call it the Blueprint. So it's going to go through the six steps that I'm talking about. And you can download mm-hmm. that for free on our website. You can just go to halfretire.com and you'll get led to it. Uh, it's on the it's on the homepage. Just download that yep. and that'll give you All the right. gist of what of what needs to get done. And you were telling me you have a, a webinar and, and maybe a course too as well? We do. So if someone wants to learn more than just you can discover in the book, right? Like you said, it's mm-hmm. it's a more complicated process than just, hey, that's a great idea. I want to work less. You know, sometimes you get that. They go, yeah, I'm just going to start taking Mondays off. I'm half retired. Mm-hmm. That always, in about six months, boomerangs and comes sure. back and equals problems. That's like abdication instead of delegation. Uh, right. So yep. we have a robust learning management system that people can use. We have coaches that people can work with if they want to partner in their half retirement. But it's got some amazing stories. There's lots of good ones on the websites that you can read about people that have, you know, a woman that cut her workload in half in six weeks entirely through mindset. That mm-hmm. she she was her own worst enemy. She had promised her husband that they would retire together, and two years later, she still wasn't retired. Wow. And so she said, "You know what? I've got to withhold. I've got to uphold this. He's getting he's getting bored with me, uh, mm-hmm. not being here. Uh, he, he liked golfing for the first six months. Yeah, but yeah, it's yep. it's a process that requires different work. I think you said it great to say, listen, you're you're already putting in X amount of hours." We don't need you to work more hours than that. What we need you to do is work smarter and work differently and get to tightening the bolts on the systems of the business so that it can work to your advantage. We promise people that we can find them half a day off in the first month. If you Mm. can't get four hours, half a day back in the first month, something is seriously wrong. Either they're not doing the work that we need to do or it's just a really horrible fit for half retirement because that's really not a hard goal to attain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is good. And I I can think of a a lot of people that are approaching the retirement age, wondering what they're going to do, what they're going to, how they can sell their business, what they'll do, even if they do sell their business and half retirement is going to be a great way for them to, to, um, to make that transition. We're going to have in there, in our show notes, the links to your webinar, to your book, to the course I've got right in here, the halfretire.com. So you can download that half retire blueprint. I I imagine that's going to be a great start right there. What else should people know about half retirement? I think they need to assess what their personal goals are. No one wants to think about what they're going to engrave on their tombstone. And sometimes retirement feels that way mm-hmm. of, gee, what's, what's the future look like? But what do you want your future to look like? Because how you spend your day today, tomorrow, this month is going to dictate what a year from now looks like. And Mm -hmm. if you keep on slogging away, you don't want to know how many 65 or 70 year olds I talk to that say, gosh, I wish I would have found you five years ago. I wish I would have done something. And whether you do one of the half retire programs by the book or any of this, Think about what you want your business to be. Your business is there to serve you, not the other Mm -hmm. way around. 
Plenty of people go, I have a, a quote a client told me a long time ago, he goes, if I didn't own this place, I'd quit. It's one of yeah. my favorites. <laughs> he was frustrated, obviously. But we, if you like haven't it. felt that way, you haven't owned a business. I suppose. But we Good. feel we feel trapped, right? Oh, I've got to work on Saturday or I've got yep. to do this. No, you don't. You don't have to do that. The way that mm-hmm. everything is structured now, you do, right? You, you don't want to deal with the consequences of not doing it. But one of the guys on the call yesterday said that if the, it is not worth $10,000 an hour, he does not have the luxury of doing that work. Mm. He's yeah. not cranking out a proposal or a spreadsheet. Well, it just shows how much he um, values his time and probably also shows how much value he's adding to his clients. If he can feel like his own time is worth that that dollar amount, there's there's two ways to look at it. Make sure you're actually, when you come in and are doing things in your business, make sure you're adding value to the business or to your clients, probably both at the same time, that's worth such a high dollar amount. Or think through, what is it you could be doing instead? And if it's, it's worthwhile, are you going to go, like you said, do the spreadsheet or... Um, take out the trash or go hang out with your kids or, or go golfing and go on the sailboat, anything you, you want to do, you know, what's that value to you? You got to make sure it's actually um, worthwhile. When you think of it that way, almost in terms of a dollar amount, you're thinking, why am I doing this when I could be doing something else? You know, that's that magnet. And a lot of people mm-hmm. won't give themselves permission. We have, we do an exercise with our clients called dare to dream because business mm-hmm. owners won't, they won't think, gosh, I, I mean, I could go sailing a three day weekend every weekend if I wanted to. Yes, mm-hmm. you can, but they won't go there. They won't give them, well, you know, I need to do this. All the shoulds right. I- interrupt yep. that. So I, I would say if you want to just do something right now, if you're not driving, make a list of the work that you do that you do not enjoy. You should yep. not be doing it. I don't care how valuable it is. Work you, do, you don't enjoy, you don't do well. Someone else can probably do that better or we can find a way to get rid of it. Sometimes we had a client stop sending invoices. Mm-hmm. You know, he was complaining that 30 30- percent of his time was back office and we were able to trim a bunch of it by literally just changing the business model a little bit and changing how he operated and we stopped sending invoices so much for that mm-hmm. time i don't need someone to delegate it to we're just not going to do it well, I, I like what you're saying there jim i think that's just right on and great advice for anybody whether they're planning a half retire or not just think through the things that you don't like to do even hate doing because half the time it might be things that are not valuable and should just be stopped the other half the time you might be able to find somebody else who has that exact unique ability to say, I love doing that kind of stuff. And you'll be better off not doing it. They'll be better off because they'll be doing the things that they enjoy. So I think that's just great advice, whether you're planning on half retiring or just, just in general, you're just a person in general. Take that advice from Jim right there. Awesome. Well, well, thank you, Jim. It's been so much fun uh, talking with you. I think a lot of our clients, a lot of our uh, listeners are going to very much enjoy this. We, uh, I'll tell you this, we just hit top 25 on Apple Podcasts a, a couple days ago. So excited about that for the retirement podcast area. And there's going to be a lot of people that are getting a lot of value from what you're, you're talking about on how do you go about setting up your business to become half retired. What, what final words might you have for us? Business is supposed to serve you and business is supposed to be fun and something you're excited to get up and do every morning. And if you're not getting financially, spiritually, emotionally, Mm -hmm. what you want from your business, fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today, Jim. Thank you for your words, your advice for setting up the the half-retire concept and helping a lot of people through this. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thanks for helping us get to the top 25 on Apple. That was fun to see. And thanks for listening every, every day to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you'll feel better about your money 
and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.